Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined with a new guest today, Dr. Eric Fisher. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, Eric, also known as Dr. E., um, is a licensed psychologist. Eric, um, seeing as this is your first time on the podcast, would you mind giving our listeners a little bit of background about yourself? Yeah, I've been a licensed psychologist in the Atlanta area for about 15 years, and I work with uh, kids, teens, adults, couples, and families on a variety of issues. Generally, I like to help people to look and see the, the bigger picture in life, not just the symptoms that are going on or the problems that they'd be having, but what are the opportunities we have that life is presenting to us, and how can we often, when we're looking at families and parents, how can we often learn from our kids and what they're teaching us about us rather than just seeing it as the problem that has to change. Okay, and then you're also the author of, a, of your new book, which is The Art of Empowered Parenting, The Manual You Wish Your Kids Came With, um, which is going to segue perfect for today's topic, uh, that revolves around kids and sexting. Um, mm-hmm. So this has been uh, all over the news, and you wrote an article for us uh, on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess to get things started here, uh, is sexting among kids, young adults, is that being way uh, blown way out of proportion? Well, I think there's a yes and a no. Um, the yes is that usually when the media gets a hold of something, they have to bring attention to it, and they want to bring attention to it and focus on it, so they have kind of something to talk about. But, you know, in some ways it's it's much ado about nothing, as, as people would say. But I also see that it is a very serious issue, um, because when we get into the way that we look at our, our bodies and ourselves and relationships with people, I think our our society really diminishes the sacredness of the body and relationships, and since sexting is seen as a variant of how I'm going to create a relationship with somebody, and especially at a very young age when we're starting to learn our relationship patterns and the way we approach people, it's something that, that parents and kids really, really need to take, take seriously, because to minimize it, I think, minimizes their self-respect. And if parents don't take it seriously, then they risk their kids getting involved in something that, like I said, affects the way that they look at themselves in relationships. And if kids don't take it recently or seriously, they can really end up in some serious legal problems, as well as the parents. Um, and I, know, I, I think that uh, we have to look at all these pieces, but like I said, not necessarily blow it out of proportion. Okay, and, and you just mentioned some potential legal problems for parents. What are some of the dangers of sexting? And maybe these are some of these things are things that a parent never even crossed their mind? Well, you know, the, the whole issue that's really come up with, um, with sexting that was in the news was how when you're accused of some type of child pornography, because many of these kids are under legal age, um, it's, that stays on your record. There's, you know, they have laws to protect kids from um, child molesters and things like that. But they, that's a 10-year sentence, basically, that you're put on a, on a list, on a watch list. And wherever you go, wherever you move, you have to let the authorities know, and names are put in newspapers and things. And, and people just don't realize that. And, you just, and it's harder to explain in our culture that, well, I had a, you know, one of my girlfriends sent me a text of herself, and, you know, I didn't think it was a big deal. And then 
the teacher got a hold of it and they called the police. You know, you don't want to go explaining that all the time. But also, the parents have to realize that this also affects, potentially affects them, whether or not they could be considered to be a party to it. If the sex became, if the, the sex message was sent to an email address or came to the parent's phone, you know, if somebody's sexting to your dad's phone by accident and dad gets this message or mom gets this message, and they don't do anything about it because they feel too uncomfortable to deal with it, then they're potentially a party to the crime or they're potentially accused of the crime because it was on their piece of technology. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Eric, I, I just kind of realized that we haven't actually defined what sexting is. Do you mind if uh, you give a really quick explanation to those who may not know what sexting is? Sure. Sexting is when kids are taking pictures of themselves, usually by a cell phone, um, sometimes on a webcam, and they send them through electronic technology to another person. So usually it's been cell phone to cell phone. Okay. Um, I'm sure it's also been, you know, webcam to, you know, to computer or email address or things like that. Um, the purpose is usually to attract a suitor, somebody that they're interested in dating, or just to kind of, you know, show their body off in some way because so many, so much of our culture is so appearance-based and, and looks-focused that we feel like we have to sell our body to sell ourselves as a person. And that, to me, like I said, is the most dangerous thing that, that's happening is that we're losing our value of the self that's inside, mm-hmm. and we don't appreciate the value of that. And we're, we're putting all of our, you know, all of our, our eggs in the basket of how I look, not who I am. And that lacks integrity, and that lacks, to me, self-respect and, and dignity, which is really what we need to make sure our kids appreciate as they grow up and become young adults in this world. Okay. And I'm sure a lot of parents out there are listening and thinking, you know, this is, this. I, I agree, this is a serious issue, but how in the world am I supposed to keep tabs on my kid and, and what they do with their cell phone when they are the ones that are on the cell phone all the time and have it on their persons at all time. How, how is a parent supposed to deal with this? Well, I think you can look at it similar to how companies operate their Internet system. Um, the way I look at it is you can trust your child, and you can also let your child know that I trust that you're human too. And I know that all humans are prone to temptation at times. And while I'm providing this piece of technology to you, I have to make sure that you are safe and that it is safe and that you're making good decisions with that. And you can say it's similar to a company or corporation. If something happens with that technology while you have it, you know, that's not healthy for you. That's the first thing is I love you very much, I care about you very much, and I don't want you to get hurt. But I also have to look out for the best interests of our family. And as a result of that, I will reserve the right to random checks. And it's not that I'm going to do it regularly or a lot, but there might be a time when I ask you to give me the cell phone. And you can say, if you would open up the cell phone in your own, with your own money and things like that, that's one thing. However, please know that I still love you very much and want to make sure that you're protected and making good choices. And I may not necessarily have that right in that way, since you're paying for it, providing a service, to look at it. That's where you take those risks. But my job as a parent is to help guide and support and direct you in these times while you're growing towards adulthood. 
I want to prepare you well for adulthood and to make these good choices as you grow into an adult. And that is what I want to do, not control your life and not make your life miserable. Please understand. And that's how I might set it up with my child. Okay. And, you know, if the, if the, ch- if the kid, young adult, if they're not cooperating, um, is it, I mean, is it a good decision for the parent to just say, you know, I'm just taking the phone? It's, it's a privilege, not a right? Um, I think if, if they're paying for that technology, yeah, I, I think that there's a limitation. You know, because, again, if you don't comply, if, if we're, you're preparing your child for life, you're preparing for them for the world to work, you're preparing them for relationships, you're preparing them for all these aspects that if you told your office that I gave you this computer, um, no, you're not having my computer, it's mine. I said, well, no, technically we pay for it, and this is part of your job description, then you know, you'd know get fired if you didn't turn it over, probably. Mm-hmm. If you had a relationship and somebody in the relationship, you know, I'd, I'd really like to check this out, something to feel right. Well, there's an issue of trust right there that you have to be aware of, but if you, everything's on the up and up, somebody really shouldn't feel afraid to comply. If somebody wants to choose to feel upset or choose to feel, um, you know, mistrusted or, or, you know, humiliated by the whole thing, that at some level is a choice. But if they understand that what your purpose is and intent is, is to try to help them, then hopefully they would see the wisdom in complying. Um, but yeah, I think absolutely parents have the ability to say, you know what, if you're not going to comply, then this is a limitation. And even if the child maybe has their own phone, say, well, then, you know, when you're, when you're in the house, you know, then I, I, I don't want you using the phone, yeah. you know, but you can, you have to be aware of drawing the lines in the sand. It's the lines in the sand that often escalate problems, finding, talking about it and finding a solution rather than demanding is often going to be the best way to go about it. Okay. And if your child, and if your child isn't complying, then sometimes you might need to go to a therapist or somebody help talking about these things. Okay. And, you know, I, I guess to kind of wrap things up a little bit here, you know, you can you can put all the protections and things in place, but a lot of times um, you're not always able to keep up. And, and sexting being the latest example of that is, you know, what parents saw this one coming down down the road. Um, is technology just moving too fast? And, and is this just a, a, a good reminder that you should be really raising your kid to to kind of think for themselves and, and make smart decisions as they grow older because you're not going to be able to have ultimate oversight as as the world continues to fly by us? I think in some ways yes and in some ways no. You know, I, I think it's um, there's always a watchful eye out there. Like the media is always, you know, happy to remind us of the things that are going on that are kind of dangerous or sensationalistic in some ways. But um, also, you know, I think parents want to make sure that they're keeping up with things, that even they're going to websites with their kids, they're checking out what their kids are looking at, that they're, that they're spending some time with their friends, you know. That it just, I, I think it's a dangerous thing to let your kids have their friends come over, let your kids go to their friend's house and just let them go down in the basement and hang out. I think it's really important to have friends over for dinner, mm-hmm. get to know them, spend that time with them, and, and spend that time with your kids and make sure you build the trust to communicate. This all starts way before your kids are teenagers. And the problem is, is most kids, most parents may see this this um, podcast on the drug well, sexting. Well, that's for teens. I don't have to listen to that. My kid's only eight years old or seven years old. Uh-huh. But those are the exact parents who should be listening to this because it's preparing your child with communication skills and the relationship that they're going to feel open to talk to you about things and develop better choices in life that's going to keep them from making choices. 
Okay, Eric, that is great advice because I think you're right. I think a lot of people probably would be like, "Oh, that's a teenage thing. I got I got many years before I have to worry about that." Um, uh, you know, Eric, um, this has been really great, but unfortunately, we're running a little short on time. Uh, so I want to wrap things up. And uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you very much again for coming on and doing. Uh, this topic i think it's really important and i think it's going to help a lot of people so thank you very much i appreciate the invite pleasure um and for everybody else out there listening uh you are listening to dr eric fisher uh he is the author of two books the most recent being the art of empowered parenting the manual you wish your kids came with um and he is also a licensed psychologist you can get more information about Eric from his website at ericfisher.com. And that's spelled Eric, E-R-I-K, Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R. So ericfisher.com. And Eric has also started writing for the website at hitchmag.com. And so you can look him up there. And uh, as you can tell, he's also starting to podcast. So you will be able to find him uh, more of his stuff on hitchmag.com. So thank you once again, Eric. I hope we can do this again soon. I appreciate it. I look forward to it. Okay, take care, everybody. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.